It's that time of year again when I say to myself, do I believe? It's the first day of Major League Baseball season, about two hours to be exact. And the Cincinnati Reds kick off their season tomorrow against the Philadelphia Phillies. Do I believe? Will I believe? Will I allow myself to hope once again, thinking that maybe, just maybe, this will be the year? I mean, come on, if the Cubs can do it, the Reds can, right? You're welcome, Keith Lambeth. Now, most of us may remember the famous line by the sports announcer Al Michaels when the U.S. hockey team beat the Soviet team in the 1980 Winter Olympics. That famous line, do you believe in miracles? Right. People were inspired, patriotism soared, folks who had never watched hockey all of a sudden became hockey fans, even though they didn't know the rules. I remember going home after meeting for worship in Marion, Indiana, that weekend, watching on a Sunday afternoon the United States beat Finland. I didn't even know where Finland was. I just knew the United States were playing them, and we beat them 4-2. to two. I believed in miracles. I believed in United States hockey. I believed. Now, to have something or someone to believe in keeps us going. To believe in someone or something means we have hope. We have hope that there'll be a positive outcome, or we have hope that they will accomplish what they set out to do. Maybe there have been moments when we're not certain what direction to take, or you're not certain what direction to go, but we trusted the person leading us. We had no idea what to do, but we could say to that person with confidence and assurance, I believe in you. And because of that belief, we kept moving forward. We kept hope alive. Now, the alternative, of course, is to not believe to have nothing to believe in, to no longer believe in that which brought you hope and energy and life. I've seen and I've listened to people who have nothing to believe in anymore. They live a resigned life, resigned to this is as good as it's going to get, or the energy for living is gone, or they exist, but they're no longer alive. You can kind of see it in their eyes and feel it in their soul. They sometimes become cynical. They no longer believe in the system. They no longer believe that good can outlast evil. They no longer believe that what they do matters or their voice can be heard. They no longer believe that justice prevails or goodness will prevail. They no longer believe that what they do makes a difference. They no longer believe that being kind or loyal or faithful and gracious matters anymore. And when we no longer believe, friends, we give up trying. We no longer see beauty and life, and we only see what has been. We're no longer able to see the possibilities and what can be. We need to believe in something as much as we need the oxygen in this room to keep our souls alive. Jesus' question to Martha is one of the central questions of the spiritual life. Do you believe this? This isn't a question of whether or not Martha agreed with a particular creed or belief statement or proposition. This was a question that invited Martha to see beyond her own personal despair and doubt. It's a question that invites us to look beyond our own despair, our own doubt, our own resignation. Martha's brother Lazarus has died. And so she says to Jesus, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. It's a pretty bold statement. To be honest, we don't know that. Maybe if Jesus had been there, Lazarus would still have died. Just because Jesus is present doesn't mean there isn't sometimes death or doubt. I've seen people who deeply love Jesus get illnesses that take their life. I've seen couples who love Jesus, but they find themselves in a dead marriage. I've, I've talked with people who love Jesus immensely, but still struggle with doubts and questions. 
I've seen churches filled with Jesus-loving people all of a sudden find themselves in a downward spiral that they can't get out of, and they end up closing their doors. All these people love Jesus. Jesus being present doesn't always mean there won't be deadness and doubt. But what we do discover is that even in those moments, Jesus still shows up. In fact, if I had a different title to this message, it would be that. Jesus still shows up. Jesus came to Martha and Mary. Jesus showed up, and he showed up in the very presence of God, the very presence of God in human form. He showed up as the one who says, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? A little background. When Jesus uses these words, I am, he connects us with the existence of, of God who said to Moses in Exodus 3, I am who I am, which really means I exist. I am present. I am in the here and now. And when Jesus says to Martha, I am the resurrection and the life, he is essentially saying life and resurrection is not just for the future or when you die. That's a very important part, but it gives us hope. Life and resurrection is for the present. It is for the here and now, for the existence in which you now live. And then he says, do you believe this? And Martha says, yes, Lord. I believe that you are the Christ, God's son, the one who is coming into the world. In other words, this isn't just anyone showing up in Martha's time of need. It is the Christ. It is God's son. It is the promised one. And it's not just Martha, by the way, who levels the accusation. If you had been here, my brother would not have died. Mary offers that as well. But she does something that Martha doesn't do. She cries. She cries tears of grief, tears of sadness, tears of resignation, tears of deep loss and emotion. And if you have ever thought that crying and expressing tears was a sign of weakness in your spiritual journey, please eliminate that from your thought process right now. Tears are real. Pain is real. Grief is real. How real is it? Jesus cries as well. Jesus feels the deep pain of Mary. He feels her deep loss. And with that, he goes to Lazarus' tomb, and he instructs them to remove the stone, and he calls for Lazarus to come out. And Lazarus comes out, staggering and tripping over his grave clothes. And Jesus instructs simply unbind and let him go. And it's in that moment that Jesus shows what living the resurrection looks like, friends. It's the experience of being called forth by Jesus and taking that next step away from our pain, our sorrow, our worry, the doubt in our lives because Christ is present among us. Christ has shown up in our daily life and we are raised up and energized by hope and possibility. Now, maybe you've had those if-you-had-been-here moments like Martha and Mary, a deep loss, doubts, the sense of resignation. Maybe you've said that words. If you had been here, Jesus, my family member would not have got sick. If you had been here, I wouldn't have lost that job. If you had been here, my marriage wouldn't have broken up. If you had been here, the world would have seemed a kinder place. Now, we may not be able to completely answer that question, but we do know this. According to this story, and this is important to grasp, 
Even in the if you had been here moments, Jesus shows up at the point in which we are at that moment and doesn't say, give up, let's start over again right here. Correct? Let's start over again right now. Jesus shows up when everything we love has seemingly died. Jesus shows up when the tears flow and the emotions are deep. Jesus shows up when we are confused about life and why it's turned out this way. And Jesus shows up and raises up that which was once dead. So the question, are you in this if you had been here season or moment in your life? Are you experiencing deadness within your soul? Are you living a resigned life and giving up on hope and possibility? Because it's in those moments that Jesus shows up and says to you and I, I am the resurrection and I'm the life. I bring the very present existence of God and God's creative power to this very moment. I bring the energy and life that comes with resurrection. The kind of energy and life that overcomes whatever feels dead in your life. I am that life and I bring hope and possibility. And then he says, do you believe. Do you believe? If you do, then believe that life still matters, and you still matters. You still matter. If you do believe, then believe that you can still make a difference, and your effort matters. If you believe, then believe that you can begin again. If you believe, believe that the pain can be transformed into something beautiful. And if you believe, believe that God will give you the strength to carry you through. I go back to Al Michaels. And by the way, I'm partial to Al Michaels because a little bit of trivia here. He was at once a Reds announcer. See, it all works together in this world, friends. you got to be with me on this. Al Michaels said, do you believe in miracles? He wasn't quoting the Bible, but I'll say this, Al Michaels. I believe in the miracle of love. I believe in the miracle of forgiveness. I believe in the miracle of a kind word. I believe in the miracle of a faithful servanthood. I believe in the miracle of an engaging and encouraging presence. I believe in the miracle of people being faithful to their calling and doing good and right things in this world, and it will make a difference. I believe in that because Christ is present and real. But now the question comes back to you and I. Do you believe. Martha answered. Mary answered. Next answer is yours. 